Welcome to Tiger Paw Radio, the podcast that tackles all the challenges and opportunities of channel convergence. If you provide managed IT, managed print, VoIP, security, or other technology-driven services for your customers, this podcast is for you. Tiger Paw Radio, exploring channel convergence, one stripe at a time. Well, hey everybody, Wes McDonald here, and welcome to another episode of TigerTube. And if you can't see us, that means you're listening in on Tiger Paw Radio, so thank you very much. I am super thrilled with my guest today. I'm not sure if you've met Laura Blackmer, if you're in the Office Equipment Channel, uh, you must be sleeping under a rock. Uh, she is now <laughs> the president of channel sales at Conicum and Ulta Business Solutions. How are you, Laura? I'm great, Wes. Great to see you. Yeah, really wonderful to see you. And uh, so thankful and appreciative for you coming in after a long weekend uh, to be able to do this interview today. And uh, certainly, I always love my uh, OEM interviews for you know for the manufacturers, and I know that all of our guests do as well. I was fortunate to see you and and some others on a panel at the BTA event in Chicago, and it's just really exciting to be able to you know to hear you and listen to you and see what's going on you know with the organization. So thanks again for joining us today. Thank you, and you're welcome. It's great to be here, and I've really enjoyed getting to know you better over the last few months as as part of your group and uh yeah i make i'm really interested to get a different audience i think you have a broader audience than perhaps some of the other folks that i talk to so yeah I'm excited to reach well, them. i appreciate that and yes uh, for those uh maybe wondering it's like what kind of calls are they on we have a group called the top 100 and laura graciously joins uh, quite often and it's great because we have obviously um uh, manufacturers we have software providers uh, we have dealers. It's really kind of a neat group to get a lot of different perspectives. So I appreciate that. Really um, I'm going to ask you the first question. You've recently been promoted and I've said it before, but congratulations. And uh, for the world at large that uh, maybe doesn't uh, know about the promotion, why don't you talk about that a little bit? Sure. Um, actually, you know, the promotion in some way was a, was a bit of a, a check mark on a job that was evolving over the last couple of years, especially as we got into, you know, uncharted territory. Um, as we entered the pandemic and how to manage through that. And then coming out of that, we had about two months of uh, what I would call, you know, kind of set, set the tone for the next year and boom, we get hit with supply chain issues. So um, it, as th those kind of things came in, you found your job changing dramatically. I, I certainly did. And I know others um, yeah. on both sides, right? Manufacturers, dealers and consultants and people who sort of uh, help us all saw the same thing, which is we had to evolve. And so part of that evolution was making, uh, first of all, learning a heck of a lot more about how the products actually get to us. And, um, you know, I really didn't pay that much attention to it before, because if I needed something, odds are it was sitting in a warehouse. Yeah. So really understanding and learning how it, not just the supply chain, but the whole, um, you know, back end of how we procure pieces and parts and what our production facilities look like, you know, so I think as you learn what I would call the broader business elements of this business, your, your job just naturally sort of expands to fill that void, right? So in some ways, um, it was, like I said, a bit of a check mark on a job that I had already started to evolve into. But I think for uh, for Konica Minolta, you know, our business changed pretty dramatically in the last couple of years. And, and so did our executive leadership team changed. And so I think Sam basically said, hey, you know what, you're going to get all this stuff. So it's everything you know, back to making decisions about, you know, what what does come over and how we're going to apply it and use it in our channel. And, and what are the finances look for that? And how do I how do I help dealers get 
invested into our business and how do I help dealers make decisions about their business? So I think, I think there was just a lot of natural changes and then it just got kind of signed off on with a new title, which was really fun. Um, I think, you know, I had a couple of dealers call me and say, wait a minute, weren't you already president? Um, Cause I think I was <laughs> acting in the role, maybe without all the, uh, the appropriate, you know, business cards, but it, it's all good. And, and it's been great working for Sam because, you know, he's got, he's got a lot of big things to do. And so if I can take some of what might've been more on his plate and pull it onto my plate, all the better. And it just helps decisions get made faster. And um, so it's been, it's been good. It's been a really good learning opportunity for me as well. Yeah. I love that you say that you've kind of evolved, you know, the position itself has kind of naturally evolved. And, and that's one thing I try and tell people, you know, a lot of people think the office equipment channel is a sleepy place, right? That nothing changes. <laughs> I know I have the same reaction, right? And mm -hmm. when we talk about the evolutions and the movements and things that we go through as a channel, it really has been incredible, right? So, and that probably leads me into, you know, another uh, question, right? As you mentioned, we're obviously evolving and changing and copy and print and how people work is changing. You mentioned that about uh, remote uh, work before uh, the actual interview, right? That more people are working remotely. We've got a, like a completely dynamic and changing environment, right? So, you know, for office equipment dealers, uh, they learn pretty hard that when uh, there's lockdowns or shutdowns or, uh, supply chain shortages or whatever that people are printing less right and that's the reality that you know we have in the marketplace right um so so why do you think that you know dealers and providers have to start evolving as you talked about conica minolta evolving how how did what, like why do dealers have to start looking at that as well for growth so i mean i think the the writing was on the wall long before we got hit with the kind of our current situation and the pandemic um However, I, I say this a lot, you know, rumors of our demise are just that, right? I think yeah. um, there's still a heck of a lot of product being sold and a lot of pages being printed. But, you know, three and four years ago, we started to see quite a bit of the industry analysts looking and saying, you know what, print is declining, right? It's depending on who you listen to, 3%, 4%, 5% a year decline. You start to add that up and it's pretty significant. I also say that when the pandemic hit, we got kind of pushed forward about four years. Um, with people going home, right? The hybrid environment, which by the way, is here to stay. It's not quite the four-day work week we talked about a moment ago, but <laughs> it's um, it's a hybrid work style. And I think, you know, there's some real challenges to that work style. And you've heard people like Elon Musk say, you know, back to work. Um, but the reality is, if you want to attract good, strong talent these days, you've got to allow for some type of flexible schedules. That then leads to lower print in the office. And that's it. I mean, it's it's that simple. Um, the good news is there are places where print is growing. We could talk about that. Yes. Um, there are places where even a hybrid model leads to new solutions, right? Security solutions. Um, how do you protect uh, the assets of your company when you've got people, you know, remoting in from, as I like to say, you know, a campground in Maine, which is what I've, I've done on and off over the last couple of years. So, um, you know, so how do you protect that? And I think the dealer that can answer those questions for their customers will find new revenue streams. So um, why do they have to? Print is changing. It doesn't mean that, you know, if you're in a market and you have 100% market share, you're going to feel that. Odds are you're not. So you can always do competitive knockouts and things like that. But the reality is, I think dealers have an opportunity to be more important to their customers. And by being more important, you become less 
you know, you can't really separate the two. So being able to provide them with other solutions that support this new work style, I think is huge. So do they have to do that? Of course not. Should they consider it? I think so. I think there's a real opportunity and they must be thinking that way because I have a lot more conversations with dealers about solutions and things like production where we are seeing pages increase. So I think dealers are, are thinking about this a lot, which is, it's hard. It's hard to think about what the future looks like while you're trying to run the ship. But, um, you know, these are really good conversations to have. And I, I love having them, frankly. Yeah. And, and I agree with what you say is they don't have to, but I would say certainly they still have to, you know, kind of revisit their business model. For those that are looking to diversify and grow, um, what is Conic Minolta doing right now to to help providers do more than print? What are you doing today? Well, you know, we've been talking about this for a while. Obviously, this is not new information. And I think our whole way we approach the dealers is always talking about and, right? So here's our current lineup of office products and here's what we're doing. But and have you considered solutions workflow solutions? Are you looking at how to do security? Are you are you maybe even interested if you're doing uh, cybersecurity? Are you interested in doing physical security? Yeah. So I would say just the whole way we, you know, I hate to use the term sell. I, I like to see us as more than salespeople, you know, hopefully that we're business managers, right? We're approaching our dealers from a business standpoint. And, and so we are having those kind of conversations. And then behind those conversations is all kinds of programs learning and development, marketing, brand, you know, all the pieces that hopefully if a dealer says, yeah, I'm in, I really would like to pursue production, for example. Uh, we have about just about 40% of our dealers today do some kind of production. Either wow. they started in schools, right? So they're selling some mono production to a school system or they're getting into uh, some really specialized, we have some dealers that are selling incredibly specialized uh, products into unique spaces, whether that's an industrial print, packaging, label, um, or even the embellishment world has really just kind of exploded in the last 12 months. So, you know, it's all about, for my team, they have to really understand their dealer, where they're at on their journey and, and what they need from us. And so that could be training, it could be tools, you know, to help demo equipment. We do a lot of remote demo out of our CEC, which is right over there. Ah. Um, yeah, it's, it's funny. I just looked out there and there's a bunch of cars. So that means we're doing some demos. Um, <laughs> so, you know, what can we bring to that dealer to help them decide which direction to go in? It's understanding their business, it's understanding their market, current customer base. It's a lot easier to sell something to an existing customer and go find a new one. We all know that. So, you know, we just, we just kind of have a bag of of tricks basically that we say okay so you're looking at physical security let's talk about what your customer base looks like let's talk about what that solution might be do you have an installing company you would use what about wiring and cabling so all of those are questions the team is really adept at and really good at saying tell me which way you want to go and i will bring the tools to you to do so and then the the most recent kind of effect we brought was um, revved up, which was our program we launched at our dealer meeting back in April. And really that's about helping you with the investment. All of these things, you know, it, it, and maybe we were naive way back when we started this, but all of these kinds of changes, even if you're going after your existing customer base, it requires investment, whether you're training your people or changing compensation or hiring specialists or bringing in demo equipment, dealers have to invest. So if I can help them offset some of that investment, get to break even faster, get to a higher ROI, then that's a good thing. 
And we have to we have to be thinking that way. We have to think like a business person when we approach these dealers, not just say, hey, you should sell my my security stuff. Yeah. That that doesn't really help anybody. But saying, hey, I know you you're looking at this, maybe Schoolgate Guardian, which is a really cool product. Let's get you a demo unit. Let's train your people. We can wrap some marketing attached to it and help you go after that space. So it's it's different. And I like it. I think it's a lot more fun, frankly, too. Yeah, I, I love that. And all of those things that you just, you know, talked about were not uh, specific to a, you know, a copier or a multifunction device, right? You know, th this is really focusing on their business and helping them, like you said, I think it's incredible uh, to invest, uh, not just dollars, but also those skill sets to be able to help them to do that, right? You yes, know, to become absolutely. stickier with those customers, which is really neat to see. What kind of things do you see in the future? Maybe it's not even specifically Konica Minolta, but you know, what does work look like in the, you know, in the coming years? Yeah, I think, um, I think the work from anywhere concept is going to get even broader. You know, we, we sort of, when we say hybrid, we say, okay, someone's going to be either in an office like I am today or working from a home like you are today. But I think that whole um, dynamic is going to expand. You know, people are going to want to be able to work from anywhere at any time and have that be seamless. Um, that doesn't mean, by the way, that you're not gonna wanna print, but it means that when you're printing and accessing corporate assets, what's the security piece on that? And I would say today, if I had to rate it from one to five, I think most companies hybrid security is like a three, um, which means that there's vulnerability there. So I, I believe what you're going to see is companies demanding their providers give them a five and that it be a five anywhere, whether someone is accessing from an airport terminal, uh, a mountaintop, uh, an ocean liner, wh wherever they are, they have to be able to provide that level of security. I think that's going to be absolute base level requirement going forward, because I think there's just been too many, frankly, too many incursions people have had their businesses suffer yeah. um it's just not going to be allowable anymore and i think you're going to see companies put a lot of pressure on providers to back up their their security and that's going to yeah. be very interesting to watch especially smaller companies deal with that yeah i i work with uh with a dealer uh jeff bendix over at bendix imaging and he, he many years ago kind of moved into the security space long before it was fashionable you know to diversify right and uh, so he's pretty established in the security space now. And and one of the things that he said is that, you know, I asked him for one piece of advice and he said, you have to eat your own dog food. So, mm -hmm. you know, for them as a security provider, it's very important that all of the defensible security uh, tactics and, and tools and strategies that they talk about with their customers, that they're doing that in-house, right? And yep. I really yep. thought that was amazing because as he, as he said, you know, if, if they get into, into my system, you know, that means they get into all my customer systems, right? Because you're right. a provider of, of that service. Uh, but the other, you know, part that he, he said was that once you get good at it, then uh, that risk reduction, raising your customers to a five, um, you know, gets easier and easier and easier as you continue to move through it, right? So, yeah, I love that. Everybody should be uh, trying to get that yeah. top arc because <laughs> it matters right. so much, right? And I think the big change is, you know, it was really easy to do when everybody was in a brick and mortar right. building in the same building and you could create firewalls. I, honestly, I mean, I think this whole, we are just going to be working everywhere at any time. That's the other big piece, right? Which is, and so being able to perfect 
that security and frankly, that access um, is going to be really critical. So that's, I think that's one big area I see change. I think the other one is around how to reach customers. Um, so the dealer's customers are looking for innovative ways to reach their customers. And it's the same kind of thing, right? Eating your own dog food. So I think real understanding, and we've had some conversations about this. I think it's become a pretty hot topic. It's something we've started talking about recently, which is you have to not think so much about how am I going to sell this product, but you have to think about how is my customer base going to want to buy this product? And that's going to be tricky for us. I think for a lot of reasons, I, I just said this actually recently um, in an interview that we can't ignore the fact that there still needs to be, there still has to be a person at the other end, right? Yes. Especially yes. for the products we all sell. You can't just toss this out there and say to the customer, you'll figure it out. You'll know how to attach that finisher <laughs> and that stapler, right? So, so the reality is there needs to be, there still needs to be that local connection. And I believe very strongly that that connection is, is really one of the unique things about our business. But that customer is going to want to do a whole lot of work and a whole lot of investigation before they talk to anybody. And that's the part that I think we all have to figure out. And I say we all meaning the manufacturing space, the, the dealer space, all of the, the pieces that surround us, right? The, all the solutions. We need to be able to say, how do we make sure that that customer can get what they need from us? Because they're going to want a lot. This whole industry was built on knocking on doors back in the day. And then it went to, okay, you couldn't knock on doors anymore, but you could pick up the phone. And now they're saying the best thing you can do is create an environment that captures that potential customer searching and asking and looking and downloading, and then make yourself immediately available anytime, day or night for that customer to ask you a question. If you do that, you got them. The fact that you have them at go gives you just a huge leg up in, in the ability to then become that trusted provider to them. Um, they want to see you as a as a trusted consultant, a question and answer person, not as someone saying, hey, here's your new price, right? So that's going to be tricky for a lot of us. First of all, are we staffed for it? Have we, right. have we got the right people? Does our website do this? Are we able to capture when somebody pokes in and says, hey, I'm just, I'm just here to look, you know, don't, don't actually talk to me. So we have to make sure... Um, that we're doing things right now to prepare for that because it's happening. It's happening in little pieces, but boy, oh boy, I think there's going to come a time when most salespeople are going to find those doors solidly shut, you know, either figuratively or literally, and are going to have to find other ways to capture customers' attention with, frankly, with knowledge, right? So sharing knowledge that maybe before we didn't always share and, and consulting and, and being that, you know, sort of softer, but, very, very knowledgeable space for a customer to come. I love that. You know, for me, even as a consumer, I can I can only think of myself when I'm in that purchasing phase for anything complicated. <laughs> um, that's what I'm looking for is expertise yeah. when, when I'm ready to, you know, to get close to that. So that's great. Well, it's absolutely true. And and again, I think also it's that the ability to do a lot without being bothered you know um it's like if you i don't know about you but when i shop online i will let you know when i'm interested in having a conversation it's not going to be for a while i'm going to do a lot of work before i get there but when i do again that same idea i need you to be ready i just recently purchased um sort of funny story a starlink are you familiar with that it's a oh sure yeah oh my god i love i've become like the (laughs) biggest salesperson at this point (laughs) i don't know i mean not like not like elon musk needs any more money but the reality is (laughs) it's a it's a great product so but very funny i mean i i poked around i did a lot of research and did a lot of 
you know, Googling and going into different websites. And then and it was probably like a Saturday morning when I finally said, I think this is the way I'm going to go. And I, I pulled up a chat and there was somebody there. And guess what? I bought it. I used it. It's been, you know, it's phenomenal. So it that's the buying. And I'm not even considered, you know, I'm certainly not a millennial, but I've just adapted that way, as I'm sure you have. And now it's, but there's a whole generation of people, you know, my kids won't order a pizza if they can't do it online. So I think that's a big, you know, kind of down the road, but it's a down the road and we're coming on it fast. It's it's happening faster. You know, as I said earlier, I think the pandemic and the supply chain crisis kind of pushed us forward four years and, and those that can kind of catch up. Um, or are already there are, are going to win the day. And listen, we're kind of uh, in respect for your time. We're at that part in the interview. And I always mm-hmm. ask, I call it the impossible question. But mm-hmm. if you had uh, one piece of advice for you know providers or dealers that, that are looking uh, to grow into this kind of new landscape that we've been talking about, what would that be? Okay, so you you don't know me well enough to know that I never have just one piece. I always, <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish I could say. I'm sure my kids would say the same thing. Like, can't you just tell us one thing? Um, <laughs> you know, I think uh, here's my feeling. This, and I've really come to admire this industry in a way. And I've been in technology for years and years, but the, only here for about ten years. But I am amazed at the level of connection between the dealers and even the dealers and the manufacturers. Um, To me, that one piece of advice is find the people you admire in this business that are doing things you want to do and talk to them because they probably have the best piece of advice. I think, you know, trying to isolate and do it yourself is a recipe for, first of all, very, very long hours, lots of frustrations, making mistakes that have already been made. So, you know, that's why I I love these dealer groups that they have. I love groups like yours. I think the more we can, you know, without crossing any Department of Justice lines, the more we can work (laughs) together to find solutions and share best practices and, and say, hey, by the way, don't do it this way because I did it that way and it was a disaster. Um, to me, that is the best piece of advice is find somebody to give you that best piece of advice. They are, especially people that are doing the same thing you're doing, they're the best possible people. I mean, I love to sit down with dealers and talk through scenarios and look for ways to work together, but I'm not a dealer. I, I don't know necessarily. I, I, I've tried to learn as much as I can, but I don't know every day what that's like to wake up and say, okay, I got to worry about lease rates today. Um, so find those people that you really admire. And and I know just because I know a lot of those people, they are absolutely willing to share. They are willing to share. And that is, boy, that's just immeasurable, that level of information. can't You can't beat it. What a great piece of advice. Um, it's actually one that I give to my children as well, like saying that, you know, as you move forward in the world, you know, that circle that you build around you is going to be one of the, the most important, you know, things you can so have. So true. Make sure they're smart. <laughs> <laughs> look for the smart kids. Look, They always say look for the helpers and those are good too, but look for the yeah. smart helpers. Look yeah. for the people that, uh, you know, and, and also look for the people that are, were early adopters and then had right. to retrench and redo because they've made some of those mistakes already and you can avoid them. They'll be happy to share them. They really will. Wonderful. Well, Laura, I cannot thank you uh, enough for doing the interview today and um, hope that you have a wonderful short week. I know it's going to be a busy one. (laughs) Yes. Action packed. Five into four. Easy. Yep. 
Well, you too. Yes, thank you very much. And hey, listen, for all of our viewers and all of our listeners out there, for Tiger Tube and for Tiger Paw Radio, thank you for joining in. And remember, until next time, keep learning. And so we come to the end of another exciting episode of Tiger Paw Radio. If you'd like to listen to more great learning content to help you grow your business, please be sure to visit www.tigerpaw.com and click on the Resources tab. You can also subscribe through your favorite podcast platforms to be sure you never miss another episode. And until next time, keep learning, keep growing, 